Talk about everything under the sun about parenting. Hi everyone, welcome today to my podcast on uh, the parenting show, and I'm very happy today to be discussing a topic on adopting a new mindset on. Uh, the topic of child adoption, and uh, I'm very happy and very blessed to have uh, one of my husband's uh, very old friend and close friend. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say very old. I'm sorry. <laughs> They were friends since kindergarten. Maybe, uh, and um, uh, to have her to come onto the show to share with. Me to share with the audience on the topic on adoption, which obviously they adopted a beautiful girl.、Um, I remember when、uh, I was just married, or I think I was just dating my my husband. I actually told him that、uh, because he never wanted children, right?、Mm-hmm. And I I told him like actually we don't we don't need to have our own children. You know, we can adopt like a, a African American when I'm forty years old. You know, so is is, and he was like, huh? So we really want to know about what is adoption like, and I can actually see that、uh, in Singapore, there's more and more people who are more and more open to this、uh, this idea. But I know that it's actually not that easy to really, really like be able to adopt. So today I have Connie Che,、uh, and yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay, so Connie, we're gonna start really like uh when and like why you and your husband and her husband is obviously buddies with my husband, and but they don't really talk, but they're still buddies. It looks like that for guys, and uh the husband always have a very Connie's husband has a signature laugh. He's always like. <laughs> He's always doing this. So my my impression of him is always that. So when did you and your husband decide, uh, actually decided to adopt? Okay, let's just say right. Um, the whole okay. I can be a bit long in that. So let's start from the beginning. Okay, that's where uh we went after we got married. Right, we wanted children, but we are not based in Singapore. Then we're working in Hong Kong. Yeah, okay. So let's say we're gonna like have a child in Hong Kong. It's gonna be a little bit challenging because there's no extra help. So we said, okay,、um, if really want a kid, then we probably have to shift back to Singapore. So we're like, okay, after we got married, we moved to Hong Kong, we had our career, then we decided, okay, time to have kids, and then we moved back to Singapore. So when we moved back to Singapore, we tried、um, to conceive, but unfortunately,、um, it didn't work. It didn't work for quite about a good three to four years. And then we went to consult doctors, as usual. People like you know, go for I I I U I I V F, whatever you name it, I did it. Whatever the government subsidy、um, gave us, we utilize it. But、uh, unfortunately, right after like you know,、um, we used up the subsidy, we were still not able to conceive. That's um, I don't know whether to call it um a, a sad thing or it is a blessing in disguise because now we have a very beautiful little one. So. 
the we decided okay go for one last time with the government subsidy if it mm-hmm. didn't work we will just give up um give up um having a kid properly because um, mm-hmm. so the one last time right, I did conceive and then I was about seven or eight weeks pregnant when mm-hmm. I realized right um the fetus the heartbeat stopped oh okay. it was quite um devastating but still uh, we were like saying okay it's lost will sometimes a lot of things right it's uh it happens for a reason so we say okay then uh let's give up and then um we have a very good friend also uh who was actually our ex-colleague so she knew about our journey and for herself she's not able to conceive because um she was um she, her health is not very good so doctor has advised her against um against um, having a a, a kid Baby. Off, yeah because mm. otherwise right um her health will not be able to sustain herself and the baby. So she asked me, have you ever thought of adopting? Okay, to be very honest, at that time, this question came as a surprise and I have never thought of adoption. Mm, I didn't think about okay. fostering. Fostering, yes, but not adoption. Then, um, okay, what's the difference between fostering and adoption? Because we were always discussing this when we watch American sitcoms. <laughs> okay, okay. So basically, fostering, right? Um, you, the baby or the child is not um legally under uh, it's not oh. legally yours, so called, but they are legally under your care. So you you are able to you can actually look after the child, but um. You are not able to change the child's uh, citizenship. If let's say the child is not Singaporean, you cannot change the child to be uh, uh, adopting your surname. So you are only helping to look after the child. It can be from a few weeks, a few days, a few weeks to a few years. Because legally, right? Yes, legally, legally. Okay. So, um, but when the court rules that the child has to go back to um, the biological family, you will have to let go. Mm-hmm. Where else, right? Adoption means, right, when you are adopting the child, when you go through the legal procedure, the child will be part of your family. Not that fostering is not, because if you are talking about a family, right, Um, we are talking about family with adopting your surname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being really part of you, staying with you for the entire lifetime. Okay. I mean, in, in the future, when the child moves out, that's another story. But when we're talking as ch- children, right? Uh, when you're doing fostering, right? It's um in a way that's co- you're committed to the child, uh, legally and also emotionally, but not um you cannot change the child's uh surname to adopt yours. Okay. Yeah. So that's a that's that's the difference, and the child can just um after certain legal proceeding, they may actually go back to the biological family. It can be a few days, a few weeks, a few months, or a few years. So, but actually, my husband was not um very keen about fostering because he knows right when I'm attached to the child emotionally it's very difficult to let go I would imagine so yeah so so I do have friends who are who fosters and and yeah who fosters um, different different children the house is like always full of laughter so there's sometimes a child can be with the family for a while and then leave and then after that another child comes and then leave and then another one comes and some actually will be there for years and they don't leave because the family, I mean, the, the biological family's um, legal proceeding has not been uh, uh, approved or assessed like mm. completely. Okay. Yeah. So back to uh, my story. So uh, this friend of mine told us, just give adoption a thought. So I was like, okay, just a thought. 
And then I throw this idea to um, my family and Kelvin's family, actually mm -hmm. expecting them to say no. Because um, uh, Kelvin's family is more of the conservative kind. My family, I would have thought she would be like, why don't you continue trying? I thought they would have this kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. To be honest, to our surprise, they said, yes, why not? We were like, huh? Or rather, Kelvin was like, okay. And I was like, huh? Seriously? Are you sure? Because to me, right, adopting a child is not just about the two of us. It's about um, the extended family because they have to accept this this person or this uh, this new person into the family who is a complete stranger. And it's not as if they see the child grow from a fetus to a baby out of you and into the family. It's not. It's a whole... It's like when they... <laughs> yeah. It's out! <laughs> You have a baby, you have a grandchild, you, you know? I know, I know. I was like, you have to think seriously, you know? So, I threw the question to them, I stopped them. I stopped them and after that, uh, Kelvin and I decided to read up more. So, we went to, uh, we reached out to uh, Touch Adoption uh, family. So, uh, they are very helpful because um, the, the staff who are working there are adoptive um, parents themselves. So they are able to give me first-hand information and I bought the book and I attended a workshop. Yeah, so basically that workshop is uh, is uh, mandatory for any uh, people, any person who wants to go through adoption. So after that, right, I think maybe a few months later, after we uh, finished and uh, completed the course, the workshop, so I went back to both parents, both families again. Okay. Hey, we went through this adoption workshop. Guess what's the question uh, which came back to us? It was like, oh, okay. When's the baby coming? I was like, huh? <laughs> so I actually expected more questions from them like, uh, have you thought seriously, mm -hmm, thoroughly? Mm -hmm. you go through the workshop? They were just very supportive. Yes. So I was like, okay. Then, actually, the problem They like, didn't ask where you adopt from. They were like very excited. And then actually... Um, the lead stopped there because I realized I am not ready. Ah. Yeah. I realized oh, I'm not yeah. ready, okay. but I was actually trying to throw this responsibility to them, thinking mm -hmm. that they would mm -hmm. Then, when they say yes, I realized I am the one because I am not ready mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to jump into this journey. So I was like, okay. Okay. Oh, into yeah. the journey of adoption or into the journey of motherhood? Adoption. Mm, okay. Because I don't know what to expect. And then uh, there was like, you know, you always like watch TV, there's like horror stories, like, and I don't know whether I can, I can, uh, I can, at least I do have a bit of like a bad temper. So I was <laughs> very worried, right? If let's say temper, the child is naughty and I'll say things like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, you see? Because I didn't give birth to you. That's why you're not like me. So I was very worried. I would say things which are hurtful. So I stopped that. Then after that, the whole thing dragged for one year. Mm. After that, I was like, still thinking, 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 and I was not getting any younger. I was about, I think, 41? Yeah, 41. What happened was, um, I decided to revisit this again. Actually, on and off, right, my parents and uh, my parents and Kelvin's family didn't actually uh, 
pressurize me. They just occasionally say, so how? Everything okay? Yeah. Uh, you decided not to adopt? Usually there's like an awkward silence. And then Kelly will like jump into defense and say, oh, we're still deciding because there's a lot of paperwork we might have to do. But I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, actually. But so does he, uh, during this one year, was he like uh, pro-adoption or he was neutral? He was neutral. Then after that, right, one year has passed. So I was like, okay, so what should, what, what's, what's our life going to be? Because mm-hmm. uh, for both of us, right, we, I mean, I myself, I love kids. And then I felt the whole house was really empty. I felt really empty. And then I wanted to start fostering again. <laughs> then he was like, please la, you foster, <laughs> then you throw in your emotions. And when the child leaves, then you'll feel emotional. I said, okay, 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 okay. So I called, I called the friend again. The one who threw the adoption idea to me. So I said, hey, sorry, yeah, it's one year ago. I contacted you. Uh, one year later, I still haven't got embarked the journey. So, uh, can I find out more? She, she, shared, she shared her experience. And then after that, uh, okay, I'm going to Okay, say, but she also adopted, right? Adopted she, this friend. Yeah, uh, that's my, uh, our ex-colleague. She adopted, but what um what sparked me was the next line she said to me. Every time I tell people this, I cry. Mm. <laughs> she told me, um, give me a minute. <laughs> she told me, some people give birth with their womb. Others give birth with their heart. Then from there, she cried. And then I started crying. Then after that, I was like, okay. That kind of like sealed the deal. <laughs> so I told Kelvin, okay, I'm ready. He was like, what did she do to you? You just only tell me one sentence and I'm ready. He was, then he was like, what sentence? What is that magical sentence that she tell you and you're ready? So I told him, I say, oh, he told me some people give birth to, with their womb and others give birth with their heart. And she thinks that I can give birth with my heart. And that gave you a lot of confidence. Yeah. More confidence. Yeah. So, like, I, I've been sharing with, like, other friends who are interested in, like, this adoption process. So every time I do that, I cry. I think it's really impactful because I remember I remember that uh my 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 mom ever uh uh said to me that because I have auntie and and she has uh I don't know how many she has like four girls and actually I don't know lah because the extended family is usually very confusing but uh I know that one of my aunties she has a son. Mm-hmm. And the son was adopted. Oh. And my mom said this uh statement like um in Chinese like she was just saying uh something like Sun Nida Pusu eating Subweta So she was just trying to say uh, like the person who you know, bring up the child, go through the sacrifices, 
that 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 is truly worthy. You know, it doesn't mean that you give birth. Then it means everything. Yeah, yeah. but at that point of time, I was like, has never occurred to me this way. So, with her, with her, in a way, her encouragement, I was like, it was a booster. <laughs> yes, yes. It was really a booster. Then after that, then my husband was like, wow, he's damn good, you know. I've been trying to like him to you one whole year, but nothing happens. So and he just, was pro la, he hit you la. He hit that and I didn't even realize. Oh. <laughs> that is a, uh, that is a failure, I guess. So he hit that I didn't even realize for one whole year. And then with a call, just one sentence, I said, I'm ready. Then he was like, are you sure? Are you really sure? Just one sentence, you know. I said, yes, I'm sure. So immediately, right, he went back to touch, I think, and told them, we are ready. So I guess the the hurdle uh, throughout the entire process was more of like yourself. Yes. The self of like whether you are confident enough if you would not pass hurting remarks or yeah. whether you are able to pick up this responsibility because ultimately there is always this blockage in that sense, like the hurdle that, oh, I didn't give birth to this child myself. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know how I would behave or be during uh, situations that is like, Challenging, you know, like because yeah. our children always challenge us. Exactly. <laughs> so, during all, were there were there like ever people who gave you some sort of like insensitive remarks when oh, they yes. knew? So, uh, hurting remark, of course. I mean, I wouldn't say hurting, but people who don't understand about adoption, right? More like insensitive remarks. Yes. Okay. What happened was, uh, I'm quite open about this adoption process. So, even uh, my working partners, uh, I will share. So there was, uh, there was, okay, there was this, I remember I was working, uh, I, went, I, I flew, I flew quite a bit for work. So I, I was uh, meeting a partner in Indonesia. So uh, the Indonesian partner was like, oh, so do you have uh, kids? I said, oh no, we're actually going through an uh, adoption process. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised when I was, uh, this lady gave me a look. And then she was like, this is like human trafficking. Huh? Yeah, I was like, huh? I, I don't know how to react, to be honest. <laughs> then, 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 then I was like, I don't know how to react. I, I was really stumped. And then she said, in Indonesia, some people will just give birth and then they sell their children. There's people like you who will buy the kids. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so she, this this lady was telling me, do you know this is human trafficking? People like you who are into adoption don't think it's a good thing because it's people like you who feeds the people who wants to sell their kids. So in Indonesia, apparently some people will just, some families will just uh, conceive to sell their kids so that people like us, according to them, that we will buy their children. So mm-hmm. she wasn't very happy and she's actually a business partner. So I was like, oh no, will that jeopardize the business? So that, that said, right, I'm still very keen about adoption. But then uh, together with her, there were some other people at the meeting. So she was like, no, if we look at it in a positive way, we are also helping the family because they have no <laughs> That's why uh, people like Connie, who has the heart to do this 
helps the family. We have to look at like, you know, two different ways and not just like um, selling and buying is a transaction and like a trade. So that's why, um, yeah, there's um, uh, insensitive remarks. And then some people will be like, uh, I do uh, encounter, that was one really um, quite extreme one, which I was really taken about. I really don't know how to react. But good thing there's other people at the meeting and then that turned out to become like a discussion on children. So everybody contributed, um, yeah, how to raise children, and then everything went. Everybody say, "I also want to sell my children." But they are like, <laughs> they are like very happy with, uh, with at least, uh, I mean, at least during the meeting, they feel that uh, I'm doing mm. a good thing, the right thing. Mm. Of course, right? Uh, in Singapore, uh, you don't really have a lot of insensitive, uh, insensitive remarks. But there's always a uh, curiosity. Because people just stop behind your bed, right? <laughs> that's true, that's true. No, but people who are very curious, they'll be like, oh, are you going to adopt in Singapore, in Malaysia, in Italy, uh-huh, uh-huh. China? So they are very excited about it. Yeah. Most, there's actually more excitement than uh, insensitivity, but more mm-hmm. like. And for curiosity, it, a lot of curiosity. Yeah. There's a lot of curiosity which I'm like I'm I'm happy to share because it's like this is a journey which um I think a lot of people are not familiar with and things are like that when you are touching like you know unfamiliar grounds right some people there's only two kinds of people they go try it or they don't do it at all because they're just too scared. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The, were there like uh some of the major concerns that the both of you have had before the decision like maybe you were more afraid of like uh, your emotions uh, regulating your own personal emotions and etc but it was like finances or like major major concerns that you and Calvin would have to go through uh, for yeah, other than emotions right that is the main the main uh, the main, I would say the main uh, concern finance is the other one so before I even go through to uh, the application I actually tried we found out we, we actually went to ask around first, ask my friend, the one who has already adopted. She kind of like gave us a, a rough gauge of how much uh, we probably have to set aside. So yeah, then we, we went through the whole we went through the whole process uh, kind of like um expected. And then um because uh through the through going through all the IVI IUI right we kind of like spent quite a bit. So mm-hmm. yes something which we were also worried that um, it's going to cost, uh, as in the adoption is going to cost a lot of money. But usually, mm. right, but for us, in a way, we are quite uh, fortunate because our parents were like, okay, you if you need help, let us know. So parents are like that. When you when they need help, not only just physical help, but also monetary help. So mm. the way we are quite blessed to have them. But however... Mm. In the end, right, we did not um, use their help, but we, uh, in terms of monetary, but we really need the village to raise that little kid when Okay, okay. <laughs> for, for Calvin, for mm. the man, mm. uh, was, was that concern from you to him? Like, is he, does he have any, like, is he going to be a good father? No. Am I going to be a good mother? Was there things like that? Like, are you going to take out the time? You have to play lesser games, <laughs> all those things. Yeah, for him, right? Uh, yeah, he's a, he he's a he's quite an avid gamer, so he spends really like a lot of time gaming. And I actually don't know, like, is he pro? Like, he likes kids, or he's just 
。如果你要 ，if you want to have， then you can have。He like can have， sorry。He can he like kids。The only thing is kids are usually afraid of him because he looks huge。So when um when he tries to carry a kid， right？ The kid will think that ooh, this is like a Baymax. It's huge and round, and it's like overpowering. So, and he does. He they're not really that uh carry newborn because they're very tiny. He's very worried that he will crush them. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, right? He likes kids, and yeah. So that's about it. So in terms whether he can be a good father, I would say so because he's very patient. <coughs> in fact, he's actually more patient than I am, and I would say. He will probably he will probably raise a better child than I can. <laughs> you are too humble. And then, uh, for myself, yes, uh, I do have uh, I I'm very quick temple. Mm. So, I was the only the only worry was I was I was uh split uh hurtful remarks to the child that that was something which I am very scared of. And then, to be honest, um, all along, right, um. You know, in the seventies, right upbringing was like if the child is naughty, you just use the cane. Mm-hmm. So I have always been advocating the cane.、Mm-hmm. But when Lara came to us, right, I realized cane doesn't work on everyone, and I never even have a cane at home, even though I I I advocate the cane. To me now, right, I will just talk to her, explain to her, reason with her. To a point, my friends was like, "Eh, where's your cane? I thought you said you advocate cane one. Now, what are you doing? You're doing the I the 教育 no longer the cane." I was like, "Uh, cane doesn't work for everybody." You're like, "So、ah, is that how you actually discipline her?" Yeah, we usually we go with the um speaking with her because we although I don't give birth to her, her temper is exactly like me, which is. Okay lah, that's what people say. A lot of things is like um, what thirty percent nature, seventy percent nature, yeah. So you will be, you will find that whatever she does, she is uh the mirror image of me. So I tell my lot of imitation. Yes, children, children are like a sponge. You when they are young, so when you when you whatever you do, they look, they absorb, they will be it. They'll be dead. So whenever we are in front of the children, we really have to control our emotions. Yeah. Otherwise, right, they will be just like us, or even worse, because they think that oh, adults can do it, I can do it too. There's nothing wrong. So that's why, even though I'm quick temper, I have to hold my temper. Sometimes I'll just walk out, the breath, I come back in. So when she has her temper, I'll tell her, Lara, the breath. Then she, then she'll do that deep breath. I say, you feel better. Then she'll nod her head. So whatever I'm doing to to her, I have to do it to myself because、mm-hmm. otherwise, right? As you know, we're adult. Our strength is a lot, um, yeah, a lot uh stronger. So I don't want. I've never, I've never raised my hand or smack her, nothing because we. I just felt that looking at her, she's just like me. I don't like to be cane. Even though I was keen in the in the past, <laughs> I like to be encouraged. I like to have a carrot in front of me. What's a carrot? It's an encouragement. Hello, you are on your headphone. Why are you listening to me? Yeah. So basically, uh, everybody um has different kinds of like you know um uh 
But what if she does something really really bad? Do you still just talk to her or she will have to face some level of consequences? Okay, when she was two, she was really really bad. So I threw her, not I threw, I put her in a naughty corner. <laughs> that naughty corner was... We are recording a podcast, don't say throw. <laughs> yeah, so I put her in the naughty corner. So I told her, behave yourself, think through. So Calvin was like, hey, two year old, what do you expect her to think? She don't even know what she did. So I waited for about two minutes. Better stop crying. So slowly, slowly you hear the cry kind of like uh, stifled. She came out. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. She cannot really talk full sentence. Sorry, sorry. She'll just say her, her version of sorry. And then after that, she hugged me. She hugged Kelvin. And all's good. Fast forward. Two years later. Now, when she's naughty, I say, Lara, I'm going to, I don't want the naughty children. Oh, she actually remembers, you know. Mm-hmm. It was two years. So I told Kelvin, see, it worked. She knows there's a naughty corner. And even though she was two years old, she knows. So she was like, I don't want the naughty corner. I said, so are you still going to be throwing your tantrums? No, mommy. Yeah, that's it. But ever, I mean, I didn't throw her to, I, I didn't put her to the naughty corner. But uh, she was really, really very bad. So I was nearly going to blow up. And then Kelvin said, okay, you step out of the room. Let me take over. So our, our belief is if either parent is going to blow out, blow up, that parent has to step out. The other parent has to step in. So in a way, right, at least, right, we won't throw our, we won't throw our adult tantrum at the child. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so in a way, yeah, it's, it's really the temple which I was worried lah. But other than that, right, uh, both of us, I would say, we are quite, um, quite calm when we handle her because we always have to, like, you know, uh, be a step ahead of her. We know when her temper is coming. We know we better, like, you know, take a deep breath first and then start talking to her. If she don't listen, we'll let her flesh it out. She can be crying, 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 crying. Finish it. Then after that, we'll say, okay, are you calm down now? You're calm down? So she loves hugs. So when she allows us to hug her tight, that means she has already come down. Then we will ask her what happened. And then she will tell us. So this is usually how we resolve. Yeah. So have you ever been concerned that like because she was a, uh, she was adopted, then uh, would you all be judged by how uh, you guys discipline her? Or would there be people who... Because there's always this myth, right? And today we also want to... Uh, look into all these myths and beliefs that people have that uh when that it is difficult for uh parents who adopt their children to use the cane or put them or even just to discipline them because they don't want people to think that you know i'm actually abusing my own adoptive child and is this true that do you have this um uh, how should I put it? Like a hurdle within your heart? No, because uh, for me, right, I say initially I advocate a kid, but then I realize, right, every child is different. So when I, when we educate uh, Lara, right, we just go with uh, reasoning. I mean, when you have a child, you tend to read up on books on how to uh, upbringing of children. So whether she is adopted or whether she is a biological child, right? 
doesn't matter because I know, right, even if with a biological child, I will behave the same and Kelvin will be the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, in terms of whether people will judge us, but people will judge us by the by how we adopt the child. Let's just put it, haters will be haters. Lah. So, so it's our child after all. I mean, not that they cannot say anything. They can share their experiences, but it's up to us whether we want to adopt it. But if we are, if we embark onto um, the adoption journey, which means we are willing to accept the child as a family member, as one of us. Mm. So we will not, uh, because of what other people say, change the way we educate our child. So since we're actually on this thing about like, like, uh, busting the myths, right? Yep. Hypothetically, uh, if you have your own child, this is also like a very real question, I believe. Like people will be thinking like, okay, you know, today I adopt, then I, uh, suddenly two years later, I get lucky, you know, I actually conceived and I have my own biological child now. Would, would, would you, the gen- general sentiment is, um, would people be afraid, parents be afraid that they actually favor their own flesh and blood, like their biological child more than their adopted child? Like, it is actually one of the major concerns, right? There's always this, I really do remember that people told me before, like, oh, then what if you're going to have your own child? Then after that, you know, you may not love, you know, would you favor, blah, 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 you know, this, what, what, what is the thought flow when it comes to this? For families I know who adopted children, and have their own biological children also after that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They shared with me that it's the same. Mm. Because, uh, it's the same because they're all their children. There's no such thing as adoptive or biological. They're just their children. Because mm. when um, the children comes to them, it's already, it's already a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's never, uh, there's never a difference about uh, whether it's a biological or adoptive. Yeah, of course, uh, we see a lot of Hollywood movies, right? Where usually mm-hmm, the biological mm-hmm. child got favored more than the adoptive one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in re- reality, right, I actually know a few families. They treated the both children the same. And both children are really like siblings. They will have their constant squabble, um, mm-hmm, play toys, mm-hmm. and then they will like, you know, argue. Yeah, it's just like any normal family. So we know for parents, uh, it is actually about, the, it's actually the same. Like whether is it like, Oh, I adopted the child or this is my biological child is the same because the hearts of the parents are always consistent towards their children. Yes. So, but from the perspective of the child, does Lara knows that she's actually adopted? Uh, does she understand the concept? Uh, I think, I'm not too sure, to be very honest, I'm not too sure whether she understands. But when she was two... And now she's four. Yes, when she was... Year, she's five. That's right. When she was two years old, right, on her birthday itself, I broke the news to her that she's adopted. And she was, I thought she wouldn't know what I was trying, I was trying to take, try, trying to tell her. But she does, because I explained to her, I told her, Hi, Lara, today is your birthday. Happy birthday. And then she was like, yeah, she's happy. Because birthdays means there's like birthday cake, there's celebration, there's presents. So I told her, today is the day where your Tummy mummy, there's this term which we were taught to use tummy mummy. Tummy mummy means right, the person who gave birth to the child. I said, today your tummy mummy gave birth to you and I am your forever mummy. So it was like, she looks confused. I said, 
Forever mummy will be forever with you. Okay, darling? She kept quiet. There was silence. So I was like, does she know? Does she do know? Then after that, right? Throughout that, until the next day, the next couple of days, she was very clingy. It's like, she's very worried I'll run away. <laughs> so I asked her, Lara, are you okay? I'm not going to run away, right? Yeah, then she just keep hugging me. Yeah, so sometimes right, when I talk about all this, then she'll start clinging to me. It's like she knows that uh, the, the forever mummy is there. So she just want to be with me. <laughs> like that. Right, I am your wife. I'm your forever mummy. Yeah. <laughs> so she knows. But the thing is that I will try not to not to repeat it too many times because I don't want her to feel that I, I keep like you know reminding her. But I but she knows. Then just recently this year, I enrolled her to a new child camp. You know on the form, right? They will write a uh, place of birth. Well the place of birth for her is Malaysia. So I wrote Malaysia. And then the principal asked me, hey, you're Singaporean. How come you how come the application form Lara is Malaysian? So I said, oh, in front of Lara, Lara was sitting beside me. Oh, we adopted Lara. The principal was surprised. I think she didn't, she probably has not handled cases like that. So, because she looked like y'all, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot tell. <laughs> she looked like, oh. Then after that, I said, Lara, who am I? I am your? You want to say loudly? Who am I? I'm your what? Yeah, forever, mommy. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm your forever mummy. So she told the she told the principal, she's my forever mummy. So then after that, the principal was like, tell her. I said, yeah, we disclose since young because I don't want her to find out from somebody else from a third party, and that will she might think that we are trying to hide something from her. So we start from young. Yeah, because now the 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 the, the Lara is sitting in front of me. So for you guys who because you guys are just listening, I'm actually looking at them. <laughs> So for me, it's a, uh, and I think because I'm pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations! There's a baby, Lara. There's a baby inside tummy. In the tum tum, ouch! In the tum 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 tum. If I'm a millionaire, maybe I'll adopt one. <laughs> <African>. <laughs> Actually, we need to think about like you know, um, why why does Caucasian usually uh, adopt right like a different way? So other than like you know going to a third world country to to look for one, it is it is easier to explain to the child because the child since young will know that they are different. Oh, is it? Okay, but Lara really look like you. So when it comes to like the paperwork, I know that um there is like income tier and a uh, health that kind of thing because I personally have an uncle. He really 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 loves children, and he ever tried to adopt before but because my auntie uh late uh auntie was uh she she had cancer so they didn't allow her to adopt so i know that they're actually like stringent uh some uh how, how should i call it la? Okay. like rules okay. that you need to requirements or rather yeah so what are the kind of like how, how is the technical process like okay so basically right uh I, I actually use this word very funny because some, some friends also ask me, uh, 
what do they what do they screen you? Well, I said, oh, first you have to make sure right, that the both both parents right, uh, as it uh, the adoptive parents are healthy, and healthy means right. Um, reason why they want us to be healthy is the we need to be able to be uh, capable to look after the child, not financially but also um in, in terms physically and emotionally. So you have to be you have to be able. Uh, that means you can't be. Um, ill because you know if you're ill then you will not be looking after the child and um, and the main thing right that the Singapore government is looking at for every time um, when doing adoption is um, the best have to be given to this child it's not about given to the adoptive parents adoptive parents are the giver it's never the child is the giver so the parents right need to be healthy and the parents cannot be more than 50 years old when they adopt the child because Reason is actually a valid reason if you ask me. If you're 50 years old and you adopt a one year old or a few weeks old, by the time the child is 10, you are 60. By the child is 15, you're already like, you know, 65. Now, how do you take care of the child? It's like financially, you might be like, you know, uh, stop working. They end mm-hmm, up, let's mm-hmm. you don't have enough finances, the child will end up having to be child labor. Or, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the worst case scenario, lah, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But other than that, right, if you are unhealthy, the child will will not be in a, I would say, a, in a favorable environment. So whatever we are doing, we are giving the best for the child. Is it like a compulsory thing like to uh, adopt uh, children who are like one year and below? Or you yes. can select uh, yes. different... Okay, okay. Okay, so basically, right, uh, from what I understand, most parents would want to adopt uh, a child as young as possible. It can be as young as a few days old to as old as a few months old. But anything older, right, uh, is actually quite tough to come by. Yeah. So the reason being is here, if let's say, uh, where, okay, this can be quite sensitive because some people will be like, but where do the baby come from? So babies come from parents or, or mothers or families who who are pregnant and then realize right that financially they are not able to support so they want to give up for adoption. Some uh there is a complicated family history. Family history not medical, but as in maybe uh some cartel. People are going through like divorce and then oh, okay, okay. Not cartel, with, sorry. Have a child yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a child with another man. Oh. Oh. Yeah, this is a Nara story. Yeah. So, it's complicated family uh, uh, situations. Why they have to like, give up. Yeah. So, and of course, some, right, they are like, you know, uh, some girls are actually uh, perhaps uh, uh, went into uh, underage sex and then have like uh, children. So then they have to give up because they are not financially stable also. So there's a lot of reasons why um, parents give up for adoption. So when you decide uh, on mm. whom you are going to, was it like months before you already knew so you're just waiting for the full term of the pregnancy or it is like... Okay, so you, for my you case... At I... the point in time when you are ready, uh, that means your paperwork is done, whatever, when mm. you go for like, I don't know, selection or something, she happened to be there. She's uh, already no. out or something like that. So for us, right? Uh, for us is that when we 
finish our all, all the the very complicated paperwork, okay, we have to look for a, a third party. So mm-hmm. a third party, I wouldn't, I don't know whether to call it the person agent because that's not a very nice word to use. <sighs> yeah. So this person actually has a contacts with uh hospitals, uh from different country, uh, from Malaysia. For for Lara is from Malaysia, so, uh she has like a. Malaysia context, and there was, there was a child who was six weeks old to be given up for adoption. So when we knew her, Lara, she was already six weeks old. Mm. Yeah. So six weeks old. Yeah, she was brought to Singapore. So, uh, everything for you, you, us. You didn't go there and see, yeah. No, she you was just, already. You Singapore. just oh six weeks old. Okay lah, girl. <laughs> Yeah. So the thing, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's even okay, this is even more bizarre. When I say bizarre, right, was like that. I after the paperwork was done, I called out a few I called a few uh, agencies, so called the party. All the accredited agency, like you know, all the touch failure and all those uh, who help you do the paperwork, they are they cannot do any recommendation. Okay, so they only are accredited agency for the government to help you do up the paperwork. Subsequently, when the paperwork is done, you will have to either, you have to basically look for a kid on your own. So you can either look for agency or you can even go to orphanage overseas because there's no orphanage in Singapore. But it's not restricted to any area or region, right? Uh, yes, some, some agents, right, are... Uh, are specific to countries. Yeah, but as in in Singapore, do they tell you like you only can adopt from this region? Yes, oh. because uh, for example, China, in the past, right, you can adopt from China, but now because right of the very strict uh anti anti human trafficking, right, so uh we don't have a treaty treaty. Or sounds very very like you know uh ancient. We don't have a legal document to say that we can adopt from China. So even if you want to adopt from China, right, um the the legal process can be very tedious and long, as long as seven to eight years to get it approved. So the child will be in China when you're in Singapore, and then by the time the child can come over, right, is eight years later. So uh, Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Indonesia is still uh, we we are still able to uh, adopt um, children from uh, Malaysia and Indonesia. In fact, I initially wanted to to adopt from Philippines, but I was told right Philippines is not easy. So. We, we actually look for uh, uh, agencies who are able to help us adopt children from Indonesia and Malaysia. So at that time when we contacted these two agencies, right, we were we were told that there is a high demand of children as there's no supply. So I remember if I it was about uh, early either end October or early November. And then they both agency told me that oh the earliest you will probably be able to uh you are in queue basically you're in queue the earliest will probably be next year February that was a good three months later so I was like, okay so we didn't think anything about it so we just waited actually within two weeks we got a call mm-hmm. I was like what it was a Friday night I still remember we are still. Married and no kids. Friday nights are drink time. So, my husband and I actually arranged a dinner and drink session with friends. When I received a call at five thirty p.m., the call the message came. Okay, the message came. Hello, Connie. 
I have a baby girl with me. Are you interested to come now? Where was it? Now? She just already came to Singapore, is it? Yeah. So I was like, huh? Already? Oh my God. Yeah. So what happened was, I received the call. I was like, I texted, can you send me the baby picture? So the, this agent messaged me. If you are keen to adopt, you don't just look at picture. You have to feel. That was the message. I pick up the phone. I call her. I say, hi. Uh, I just wanted to take a look at the picture first before I come down because I don't want to make a wasted trip. I don't know why I say that. <laughs> Maybe because I was still not prepared. Because I hear already. I was so very bad. <laughs> I was like, I think it was just too sudden. That's why I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, after that, the daily the 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 agent was like, "Dear, you you can't say things like that if you're keep <laughs> talking about a baby. You don't look at a baby from a picture. You cannot feel the baby." I was like, mm, "Okay, cannot scolding already." One oh one, don't ever think that right. Uh, uh that is like a a thing you want to you want to buy. It's never because it's yeah life you're talking about so then after that right i was like okay she was so i told her actually we have something on uh on at about five uh, <laughs> i did tell her we have dinner plans but first of all i asked her what time do you want us to come then she said about eight so i was like eh, if it's a baby eight o'clock a bit too late what baby need to sleep what so if i could interact with the baby let's see the baby interact with the baby right the baby don't need to sleep ready long so i said uh i think i will not come today because uh, if I'm going to come at eight o'clock, right? I talk to you. I talk to the baby. The baby will be very tired, and I know baby sleeps a lot. So she was like, "Okay." Uh, so I asked her, "Can I come tomorrow?" Can. She said, "Sure, sure, sure." Okay. I put the I put the phone down. So I called Kelvin. I'm going to see a baby tomorrow. Oh, not together, huh? Yeah, he was working, and I, uh, he was working in the office. I was doing errands uh uh for the office outside when I got the message. Actually, I was shopping. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was shopping. Every time I bump into you, you are shopping. Yeah, I was shopping because, right, uh, I was prepping to the house, literally. Because I know if we're going to have a baby, right, I want to make sure, right, the house is equipped with things, right, a baby, uh, when the baby is here. Because two of us, uh, we have a part-time helper who comes every other week. But still, if a baby is here, there might be dust and dirt and whatnot. So I went to buy vacuum cleaner. I went, went to buy a purifier because it's year-end sale. So I was like, I buy first because the baby might come like the next year. So now it's year-end, may as well just buy all this. So I went to buy a vacuum cleaner, buy, air, uh, buy the purifier and whatnot. Then the call came. So what happened was, right, uh, we fixed the time, which was uh, Saturday. That was a uh, Friday night, they called. So Saturday, 11 a.m. Then after that, I, I spoke to Kelvin. I said, hey, it's not just about two of us. Eh? Do you think we should ask our family to come also? So, Kelvin was like, you sure can or not? My side and your side add together, there's going to be 10 people. Eh? So I said, okay, let me call and ask. I called, hello? Uh, can I just check? Eh? Because this is a, adoption is a big thing. Can I call my family along? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. It's a big thing. It takes a village to, to, uh, to raise a kid. I was like, uh, we are about 10 people. Yes, 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 come, come, come. 
was like, wow, this this uh, agent really quite okay. So arranged 11 o'clock. So we went. And the best thing is, when we're on the way there, I receive a call. Hello, Connie. Just to let you know, uh, uh, there will be a baby girl and there's also a baby boy. I was like, huh? I thought uh, we said it's only baby girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week got a baby boy so you can see too. I was like, okay, bye-bye. I've never seen this person before. So I'm going to the house, not even to an office. So I was a little bit scared and skeptical whether how legit these things are. So I just went. I just went. Did you pre-decide? Uh, do you have to tell the government like you want a boy or girl? No need. Okay. So basically, right, you can either choose a gender. Uh, when you when you when you speak with the different agencies, yeah. So for us, we specifically pref- we said we prefer girls. But if let's say a boy comes along, we are also okay. It's just a preference, lah. But uh, which because I still remember that night when Kelvin and I after dinner drove home. Right, we we were saying. If let's say it's a boy or a girl, you're also okay, right? Even though we're, look, we're looking at a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're not buying handbag. Ah. Whatever. <laughs> it's not like we're choosing handbag. So, if, it come, if uh, whether it's a boy or a girl comes to us, it's a blessing. And who knows, we really actually have another boy waiting for us also. So, we, we, we went. The house, there was a lady there. There was a baby on the... On the uh, there was a baby and that's all. The house was very empty. It was very well made, very clean. The baby was sleeping. My parents, Kelvin's parents, was like, oh, so cute, so cute, so cute. I have no feeling. At the point of time, I, I don't know how to feel. I just have no feeling. I have no feeling. Then after that, right, agent was actually not at home. It was her helper who's at home. And I initially thought the helper is the agent. The agent. Then he said, no, 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 ma'am, not around, ma'am, not around. That, not, not, not. So cannot really speak. That was like, uh... So I called the agent. I said, where are you? Oh, I went to pick up the boy. Because cannot have two children in the house. It's not good. In terms, right, they, she don't want the kids, right, to have divided attention by her. So the boy was actually with her sister. Her sister looked after her. She looked after the girl. And then, right, she will actually... uh only bring the two children together when there is a potential family, potential adopting family. So otherwise, right, she will not uh, do that. Yeah, so we're like, okay, lo. Then after that, right, uh, when 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 the, the boy came, we look at the boy, we look at the girl, Mary, feel, we actually feel more for the girl. Even Kelvin, right, carry the girl, the girl was smiling at her. Okay, like babies, right, supposedly you don't know how to smile, ma. But there was a very pleasant look, very contented, snuggling on Kelvin. But the boy, not really. We don't really feel it. Yeah. So the decision was, we go for lunch and we decide. Go for lunch. Then after that, over lunch, right, the whole family sit down and say, okay, we said, it is the girl. Because all of us felt for the girl. So we call the agent and say, okay, confirm, go. Then go. And that's you, darling. It's you, Mommy. Okay. Then after that, right, um, we, she fixed the appointment on Monday to do blood tests and see doctors. So if the blood test and the doctor evaluation on the same, on Monday, right, is uh, everything she's okay, then uh, she will come to our place on Tuesday. On Tuesday? 
So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we were practically rushing everywhere, buying all the necessity stuff for the, for a baby because we have none. We have very helpful friends who who pack all their happy downs. We drove to everybody's house, pick it up. I even have a friend who was like, "Hey, your house got no uh no uh dryer." Whatever new things you buy, bring it to me. I help you wash, I drive for you, I send it back to your house. The baby called, everything was like done within three days. Three days later, we are really, we are really parents, law. Yeah, we're really parents. So on, uh, on Tuesday, right? So on Monday, everything was done. We have to, we have to wait for the results. The results were supposed to be out on Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon passed. Tuesday, 2 p.m. passed. 3 p.m. passed, 4 p.m. passed. Then we were like, hey, what happened? Ah? Is there something wrong? So even the agent called me, did you receive a call from the doctor? I said, no. I called, I called the doctor. The doctor said, oh, today is very packed for him because it's a, mon- uh, it's a, it's a Tuesday. A lot of uh, spill over from Monday. So what happened was, uh, we were like, okay, then how? The uh, results will not be ready. That means, right, the baby will not be coming over on Tuesday. And then Tuesday, and then the agent at about four o'clock because she needs to bring another couple to do a te- uh, to do a, another test at the clinic. So mm-hmm. she went there. She asked the doctor. Uh, she hijacked the doctor in between patients, and asked the doctor. And then there was a there was a, the 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 results. She was okay. So the she called us. The agent uh, the agent called said, "Hey, I I hijacked the doctor. The doctor said everything is okay. I'm bringing the baby girl over." At seven o'clock, seven or eight o'clock, uh, the doctor will still call you later because uh, he he he's the he will be the one who will tell you whether everything is okay. I said okay. So then after that done, good enough. About four thirty or five o'clock, the doctor called and said, uh, and and sh- uh, shared the result with us. Everything is okay, no issue. And then the agent came at seven o'clock, seven seven thirty, I think. And then she's in her arms already. I'm amazing. Yeah, she's in her Did you cry? I don't know how to react because I was like, I don't know how to shower the child when the baby sleep. How? How do I know she's breathing? And then, and then uh, the agent even bought uh diapers, brought milk powder, milk milk powder, milk powder, milk powder, uh uh bottles. Yeah, so in a way like a startup kit, a basic startup kit. Yeah, then after that, uh, we did the, the rest of the paperwork because we need to confirm uh, that this has been done and she needs to get Santa Claus. she needs to get all the legal documents to the lawyers already the next day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, after that, all the legal documents and whatnot was actually uh, she and the lawyer will process and then the lawyer will get in touch with us uh, to get the citizenship and yeah, the rest of the the child will have to go through some form of a health medical checkup, right? Yes. The basic kind. Yes. But you will not be able to check on genetics and stuff like that, right? Uh, in what sense genetics? Like some people might have some like hereditary oh, medical do, conditions. They do check that also. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They do okay, check that. So it's actually a comprehensive. Yes, it's a but, comprehensive. But they go for that only when there is a confirmed adoptive family. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. So fast forward now, uh, it's been about four years. Yes. Uh, how, how's motherhood been for you? It has been fun. I totally enjoy it. Uh, I can tell. I enjoy it, but uh, 
there was uh, there was a terrible two period where she threw major tantrums like you know she can be on the floor cry 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 scream 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 scream, scream. then after that she's okay again so that's like a different phases of growing up so we are okay with it so i i would think that it has been a very fulfilling journey for you and calvin enjoy it a lot and we are actually thinking about uh, a number two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one but uh what we bet right we have to uh, do a little bit more homework because again uh, all the paperwork has to be redo because the paperwork can be you can literally sit in front of the computer for about two hours really to be yeah and yeah so that one and also we, we have but during work- this pandemic uh would it be easy i don't think so right uh, it will be a bit more difficult because I did uh, call up the agency who we adopted Lara. They were saying uh, there is there are still adoptive parents, but uh, the children, the kids, right, will not be the supply is even lower because pandemic they cannot uh, like you know have kids coming over to Singapore that is. So what will be the latest, uh, time frame for you to adopt? Like because usually they will think about the age gap between the siblings. Yes. Lara is also quite uh not not like old lah, but she's yeah. like four or five years old. Yeah, so we did think about like hopefully by next year. If next year right things didn't work out. I mean personally I don't want to have another child because I have too much love for her. But uh You will think differently when you have another. It's what everybody tell me, right? Yeah. When I when I had uh when when before I gave birth to uh Samuel, I cried the day before then I tell my husband, no, no, later I don't have time with you, blah, blah, blah. Then after that, when I had Samuel, I was like, oh, okay. I haven't forget about my husband still there. Then when I was going to give birth to Levi the day before, I cried again. <laughs> don't have time for Samuel and all that kind of thing. So maybe, <laughs> I, think, I think at some point, the day before I give birth again next year, I <laughs> don't have time for Samuel and Levi. Right? Now already not talking about don't have time with husband. Just don't have time with Samuel and Levi. Neglect them. Blah, 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 and cry. So even after I gave birth to Levi and then my second son was in the NICU. I, I went back home first and then I was like I was like crying because I was like later I neglect my Samuel, blah 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 and all that kind of thing. But, but the truth is you will always have um enough love. You will just somehow be able to expand your capacity for that. Uh because they are so unique. Yeah, everybody they're so different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I hope I hope uh things will get better because with this pandemic, right? Uh I believe uh, a lot of things will be delayed. So every delay, there will be changes in our life. Our life really is like Nara is what you see growing up. So we will have to prep her again. So when we decided we want a second one, where right, we spoke to her, do you want a baby or a Didi? I want a baby. And okay, so that's what set us. Okay, she confirmed one. The whole week, she kept asking, where's baby? Where's baby? Where's baby? I said, baby won't come so fast. It takes a while, you know. Even pregnant, you need nine months. Yeah. But you ask me whether I want baby or Didi. I want baby. My baby is still not here. Why? Not yet. Why so long, mommy? <laughs> it takes time, okay? So at least, I, I mean, like I mentioned, as she grows, I will have to kind of like reprogram yes. what we yes. are trying to communicate again. Yes, yes, it is like that because the children always needs to be uh, regulated, yeah. And uh, as they go through uh, different different phases, you know, whether they have new sibling or whether they are going through new transitions, right. they always need to be regulated and validated. 
Yes, that's true. That's true. Today, I'm really, really, uh, very, very, uh, blessed. I will say. Uh, because I'm not looking at a dog, so I can't use the word encouraged. But I'm very, very blessed to actually really hear firsthand, uh, this, uh, stories and this sharing because uh, these are some of the questions that I always ask my husband about, like, uh, hey, you know this adoption process, blah blah blah. But he always tell me that he doesn't know a thing because, obviously, uh, he doesn't really uh talk to his buddy about this because their relationship is like that. <laughs> And I I I I think there's a lot of people who there are people who are looking at like adopting and this entire uh, podcast this episode this will really really be able to help them. But before we really 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 end, like uh, do you have uh what do you have to really encourage couples who are actually looking to adopt? Like what would you say to them? Okay. Uh. Of course, the signature sentence that made you cry. Yes. <laughs> I I mean. I understand that sometimes, right? You there will be a lot of things, right, which you will ponder, like you know, will I have enough time for the child? Will I be able to feed the child well? Will yes. I will I have enough love to give the child? But like what my friend will always say, the same sentence: you give birth <laughs> with your heart, not with your womb. <laughs> and yes. as what you also say, our love expands as we grow. Yes. So yes. don't be afraid because. Every procrastination, right? You are actually wasting your time. You could have spent your time giving love to the child and, and not receiving talk. love and receiving. Yeah, love. Yes, that's right. Yes, I think I think most importantly, as long as a person, a couple, they are sane, you know, they are not crazy, and you really want children. I think adopting is one of the ways mm. and method, uh, to 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 really have you know, another like bundle of joy at home. Yeah. And I, uh, I I feel that this is a very powerful statement that yes. people do give birth from their yeah. hearts. Yeah, and actually that, uh, I wanted to share one thing, one last thing also before we go. Some women will feel that they are not a woman if they don't give birth. It's not true. Yes, it's not true. Really not true. Just like a family does not necessarily need to constitute like a child. Like yes. a, a couple is also a family. Yes, that's right. Yes. yes. And there's no reason to feel like uh, you have a lack or yep. you have anything because everybody has some form of lack or yes. anything or challenges in our lives. So it's really important that we cherish who we have, what we yep. have. Because we, we often forget so many times to embrace what we have currently. Like people who are single always looking to get hitched. And then people like me who have like two children always say, oh, I want to go out with my husband. So don't have to feel that. that no, no, I totally no. agree with Connie that you don't have to feel that. Oh, because you didn't give birth, you are any different or any lack in your life. Yeah, no lack. So really start fast. So don't procrastinate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So if you're looking to, where can they go? Ah, uh? like a uh, touch community. I got some favorite. Yes. Uh, I mean, personally, um, I go through a uh, touch, uh, touch adoption. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, like, you know, uh, promoting them, but because. We're not promoting. Okay. Uh, We're not getting commission. commission. Yeah. So because <laughs> I went to them and I feel very comfortable with uh, how uh, they, they guide me through this journey. So that's why I'm sharing uh, what my experience 
So if you guys have any more questions or any queries, you know, feel free to DM me and uh, I'll see if we still can answer all these questions. Uh, but in the meantime, today I'm really, really very happy to have Connie here today to talk about adopting a new mindset about adopting children. And I am very happy that she's four years into motherhood and she's totally like doing so well and uh, so happy. And it's really a joy. I've seen her daughter a couple of times and uh, she, she really loves french fries. <laughs> and I think she still love it because I saw her video recently. She was also still eating French fries. Yes. So I'm really so happy. And if you guys like this podcast, share it with your friends, share it with people who are like looking to adopt, uh, subscribe or whatever, go to the blog and get some resources that you need. So thank you, Connie, for today. You know and I will see you guys all for the next episode. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. If you like it, subscribe, follow, share, and like. I will see you next time for the next episode, right here on The Parent Thing.